This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And Matt, I'm fired up for today because we have two guests, two phenomenal guests. I feel guests. like this is our new thing. We're doing two two at a time it's now. A twofer. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really phenomenal program today. We've got Jason Turcott, who's been on the program before. Past he is, of favorite. course, the VP of Development at Cressy. And then we also have Craig Stangetta. So we, neither of us had an idea of how big of a fan we were of, of Craig's until yeah. we actually had him on the program. And turns now out we've I might been, be called, I'd call myself a super fan. You're, you're a super fan. You are a super fan. Um, yeah, we're super excited. First of all, he, own, he owns St. Marie, right? We yeah. knew about St. Marie. Uh, that was Design kinda, outfit. They're yeah, doing stuff with Cressy now. Re- really kind of exciting, uh, exciting stuff over there. But I wasn't aware of kind of the extensive... Uh, resume, would you say that, that Craig has? Yeah. Not only in Hollywood movies, but also in restaurants. Adam, list some of the restaurants Craig's right. been involved We're in. talking Pepino's. We're talking Savio Volpe. Uh, <laughs> and there's other ones too. But I, th- those are the two that kind of stood out that I'm thinking like, man, those are the best restaurants in town. I, it's interesting because this project that they're, they're talking about that they've kind of teamed up with here, Format, is – a Cedar Cottage East right. Van project. And and a lot of his restaurants, he's also been involved in the design on Bao Bay and Kisatonto in Chinatown. Sure. Real kind of East Van aesthetic. Um, exciting places. Exciting places to eat at and uh, busy, busy, fun restaurants uh, to go to for sure. And, and always like, 
I, I, I mean, we love Savio Volpe, but you know that's kind of Fraser, Fraser Hood, I guess, as as the, as some people say. I, yeah. I still say <laughs> Fraser. Um, but uh, and in Pepino's is is over kind of the North Commercial Drive area. But phenomenal, phenomenal places yeah. uh, to, to spend your time at. It, it basically, if you're looking for a Craig, uh, a, a restaurant Craig's been involved in, uh, look for a place that's hard to get a table six months out. Yeah. Busiest joints in town. Uh, so it's great talking to him. And, and also, as a kind of segue, how he's taken the design elements from a restaurant – and uh, and thought about them in a real estate uh, kind of residential real estate context. Right. So very interesting stuff. Exactly. And one of the things we talk about today is is Cressy's project format, which is really exciting. It's unique. It's something that hasn't really that I haven't really seen in in the Vancouver market. I don't, I don't yeah. think it's been done here. So stay tuned for that. But Matt, we also have to shout out our sponsor, Oakwin Realty. That's right, Oakwin Realty. If you're a new agent. Uh, an aspiring agent, somebody who's been in the business a long time looking to make a change. Oakland Realty, I would argue, is probably the place you should be. Oakland.com slash join, type in VRP2020. That's Oakland.com slash join, type in VRP2020. You get a huge incentive. Yeah. The real incentive, like I say, is sitting down with these guys, learning what is going on at Oakland. You won't be disappointed. But then that gift. The gift. It's big. It's, it's big. big. It's it might big. be a sweatshirt big. I'm no, not even sure. <laughs> might even be a water bottle big. Might be an XL sweatshirt. <laughs> it's, it's large, whatever it is. And Matt, we got to shout out the Sellers Club. We've had so many people get in touch about the Sellers Club. This is a club that's so hip. It's almost like Craig Stangetta designed it. <laughs> he might or Mike uh, part he, owner. Yeah. He might own it. Are we working for Craig? I don't know. But it's this is a great I don't know if he wants list. to have his name attached to this list, yeah. but it's a great list. This is for people who want to sell their home for top dollar in the shortest amount of time. These are actionable resources that we're putting out. And volume one has gone out, volume two is going out, and these this it's gonna be just a continuous drip of fantastic resources for sellers. So all you have to do is write to info at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com and put in the subject line Sellers Club. That's right. Or you sign up for the live wire and you can hit reply on that and get signed up. And just to be very clear, Adam, and you said it already, but this is not kind of pie-in-the-sky stuff. This is like step one, right. step two, step three. You get you do these things, you get top dollar. It's written by guys who know what they're doing. Exactly. And last but not least, Matt, we need to correct something in this Italian-themed episode, but uh, we're talking Popolo. Yeah, yeah. So we had uh, a ton of people reach out about a new development over on Broadway near Commercial Drive that we talked uh, to Derek and ASAN last week about. Right. Called, as we said, Popolo. Now, shout out to Chris and Verona, longtime listener, uh, who actually lives in Verona, Italy, um, and is from Vancouver, and she pointed out that uh, all four of us sat around this table uh, waxing, waxing poetic uh, about Popolo when it's really actually Popolo. You know so, who might have known that? The owner of Pepino's. I, I feel like we've really I, I dropped the like ball here. We should have. We should have. Uh, there's there's uh, this this whole thing. Pepino's. You, you might even Pepino's think a couple guys with the last name Scalina might have known that. But yeah. uh, well, regardless, Matt, today's episode's got you covered from Pepino to Popolo. <laughs> Get in touch unless you want a re- reservation at Pepino's. I can't. We can't help you no, out. But, they, but if you want a reservation for Popolo, we're 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 your guys. Okay. We're your guys. All right. Well, enjoy this episode with Jason Turcott and Craig Stangetta.
Okay, so we're here with Jason Turcott, VP of Development at Cressy, and Craig Stangetta, Principal and Founder at St. Marie. How are you both doing? Great. Very good. Yeah, th- thanks so much for taking the time today, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, can we start maybe, uh, Jason, you're a you're, uh, past guest fan favorite uh, on the program, but uh, uh, for those new listeners, can, can maybe, Jason, you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I run our development team here at Cressy and, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to be here for quite a long time and built some really uh, neat projects around the city. Uh, Cressy's a family-owned business, uh, family-based business. It's been around and built all kinds of real estate projects in our city in Washington State and uh, Alberta for better part of 50 years. Um, anywhere from uh, the Western Whistler development that we did up in, uh, up in Whistler there to uh, an equestrian-themed subdivision in Langley and industrial, everything in between. So it, it's been a real fun ride here for me. I've been here a long time and uh, I've had the opportunity to work on some really cool projects with really creative people like like Craig. That's a great great segue. And, and Craig, <laughs> can you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and St. Marie? Yeah, sure thing. Um, well, our, our studio, uh, is about 10 years old now. We started primarily, um, in the hospitality sector and food and beverage. And we kind of cut our teeth, um, looking at everything through, you know, really designing from experience first standpoint. And, you know, that's what typically moves the needle in the, in the restaurant hospitality sector. Um, and I think we sort of embedded ourselves pretty firmly uh, in Vancouver by doing that and, and having some, some pretty good success there. And about five, six years ago, we started to recognize that things in the world of real estate was sort of, we felt moving towards our way of, of thinking about uh, the built environment, which was to really try to, you know, in, engage with the human experience and, and try to make sure that the way people were kind of gathering and living and working was, was all done, um, you know, with the sense of, you know, a strong narrative and, and emotionally engaging um, in the built environment. And so we started to really make a move into working with uh, some developers that valued that kind of thinking. And uh, over the last five years, we've really pushed over there and have been doing some really cool stuff. And, and like Jason said, when, when uh, we get a bit of breathing room and the license to do it, we can we can be as creative and uh, and if not if not more so in a lot of ways in in this world right now. So we're we're pretty excited about about that stuff that's happening and what we're able to contribute and the collaborations that we're being able to uh, engage with with teams like Cressy. Well, and and so one of the the really interesting collaborations you guys are are engaged in right now is is a project called Format. Um, when I heard about this, and Adam and I talked about it, like I don't think there's anything else like this in the city, uh, as far as I understand. Can you guys talk a little bit about uh, this new project Format? What it is, how it's different? Um, yeah, really fundamentally, what what Format. Um, you know, the, the different uh, element to it um, all originates as, as really anything that we do in any project does. It's, it's when we sit around the table and, and try and identify uh, who our customer is. And when I say customer, I use that word intentionally because I'm not talking about 
you know, a, an end user or, or, or an investor. I, I, I don't distinguish between those people. My customer ultimately is, is whoever lives in our homes or whoever, you know, rents our retail space or whoever, because, because ultimately that's who I need to appeal to. And if it's bought by somebody who's, who's investment oriented, they want to know that, that their customer, the renter is going to have a great space. So we start to look at, at, at who that customer was going to be. Um, we got a, a kind of an emerging, uh, changing East Vancouver landscape out there. Um, we had the, the, the emergence of of the millennial buyer as being kind of our primary audience, our primary customers, um, and they're a different group. I mean, they uh, they certainly have a, a, a very strong desire to influence their surroundings, to influence um, you know their day to day life in a way that maybe is is different than generations before. That maybe sort of accepted the way things were a bit more. They challenging status quo is a bit more. Um, and this notion of experiential, this, this word came up a lot, experiential. And, and frankly, I wasn't really sure what that meant, but it really kind of comes down to this idea that it's more than just about a place. It's about what happens in that place and how can I influence that place and how do, how, how am I experiencing all the, all of the parts of it? And so from that, um, this idea of, of giving, choice and, and, and selection and an experience to our customer was born um, and, uh, and, to, and to help to put us a little bit on the map there in terms of offering something different and unique that would stand out in what at the time was, you know, we were conceiving this project in, in, uh, in, to a large part in 2019 when the market was feeling a little soft and we thought we need to stand apart a little bit. And the, and the idea behind format and this flexibility and this, every, you know, everything you need, nothing you don't kind of concept was born and, and you know maybe craig you could touch a little bit on the details of what that all looks like but that was really the backstory behind where we arrived at yeah totally i mean like that i think the, the sort of cardinal point that you made was the idea of experience the idea of how like <clears throat> who the who the actual customer is and i think that's honestly like a like a really strong differentiator and and i think for us, that's where you we actually have something to sink our teeth into because we feel like we've identified who we're making something for. And then the process ends up being trying to, you know, collaboratively work with all the the players on the team to engineer something that's going to res- respond to that. And the only way that can happen is if is if Cressy as a as a developer is willing to put in the time and effort and and sort of break the mold a little bit along the way. And that's kind of was fully embraced. Um, and so, yeah, we sort of, we, we sort of came up with this idea that, you know, we want to, we want to be building, <clears throat> the, to look at it from two different ways. We're looking at the units as one thing is if you're going to, you're going to own your unit. <clears throat> um, let's make sure that we're having a bit of a lens to back out any of the stuff that you, you don't really need. You don't necessarily want to pay for and and some of that commodification that's happened in the Vancouver uh, you know condominium market is you know, sort of typical typical countertops typical kind of you know cabinetry uh, type of flooring you know maybe you're sort of you know drawing everywhere that you can because that's become a standard and, and maybe that's what investors are responding to and that's what sort of you know worked in the market for 10 15 plus years or whatever and so for throwing out that playbook then we start to be able to analyze the space um 
in terms of what we what we can back out. And so we start having a conversation about saying, well, can we have, you know, the ex- exposed uh, concrete slab for the floor? Uh, do we sort of keep the, the units open? Um, can we make sure that we're building a very usable kitchen and meeting like a standard that works for our, our customer? Um, but then finding other areas where, you know, maybe we don't need cert- certain things and maybe that stuff doesn't show up in the end construction cost, but we start adding a level of some potential additions that will truly be useful for the people that are living in those spaces. And that's where we really started to unearth a whole bunch of cool ideas about uh, these potential add-ons between, um, you know, a sliding partition door or a kitchen island that has, you know, three options depending on your lifestyle. Uh, And then a whole bunch of additional storage, which we think is just truly useful um, for, for people, but, but not just, blanketed for any type of use, but but allowing them a bit of specificity on how they can uh, articulate those units <clears throat> so that they're actually useful to how, how they live. And then we start to carry that whole ethos over to uh, the common areas and the amenity program. We're, we're really digging in and making sure that these spaces are going to be used, that they're not just there to show up on a, on a brochure and the sales journey, that there's something that when you're living there, you're excited to use those space. They sort of dovetail into how you live and to who you are. And yeah, we become incredibly dogmatic about that. And, 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 and we start to think of it through the, just through the lens of how we would design for hospitality, because it's all about the user experience. And if we can make something beautiful, completely useful for the people that are going to be using it, then we think that we will, uh, yeah, it'll resonate. And so so that's been the journey here. So a lot of people out there, just because this is uh, somewhat of a new idea, I think, um, in, in our market, it, would you kind of describe it as like the, there's a, a bit of a blank canvas maybe? Like um, at, at the beginning, there's the unit, um, and then it's kind of like a la carte options. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like we said, we sort of look at the space as as blank of a canvas as you could as you could make it, while still delivering on all the. You know, we still want a great, functional, useful, um, you know, bathroom. And then, you know, when we do when we do our research and, and collectively with uh, you know our sales team, our branding team, and Cressy as a client, we know that that this uh, say this millennial user, even like Gen Z, uh, or even like downsizers, we know that people are still really using their kitchens and that food is, uh, really still incredibly important how people live. So we, 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 we embraced that completely and made an, an amazing kitchen and Cressy already has a great foundation for doing that. So, so that we kept in and then we decided what can we peel out which is some of those things that I mentioned earlier. And then we start looking at this sort of kit of parts that you can, that you can add in as, as a, as a series of extras. Yeah. And it, it was, it was done, you know, in, in parallel with sort of these, these principles of flexibility and, and, and ability to, 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 to make your own imprint on how you might live in it. It was also done with this really mindful effort to have a product that was super sexy, right? Like it's not just about, Hey, let's dumb this down. It was, let's rethink this and still make it super sexy and super, uh, you know, super attractive aesthetically, um, and stand apart in a crowd. I mean, the one thing I, I, you know, I always endeavor to do at every project we do is to not let it look like the one down the street. Like I want our projects to stand apart 
in a group every single time. And so that was also a guiding principle. So, you know, the election to go to concrete floors wasn't necessarily because it's easier to do or or even cheaper than than, you know, a lot of the options that you have out there. But it gave this incredible amount of flexibility to how somebody might live in the future. And maybe maybe down the road, somebody wants to change the floor. It was pretty easy to do. You just put it right on top. Um, you know, but grinding and polishing concrete floors is, is, is by no means, you know, easier or more affordable. Um, but it, but it, is, it aligns with uh, the spirit of what we're doing and also is, you know, is super sexy when you, when you put it in the right space and combine it with the right soft finishes. So it sounds like this idea was kind of born um, f- from actually kind of challenges in the market, right, in, in 2019. But but thinking about this new generation of buyers, it, has this been done anywhere else or is this – like it sounds like I – obviously I feel like I'm almost still having trouble getting my head wrapped around it because uh, it's kind of breaking the mold. But is this – have you seen this done elsewhere or is this entirely a new – a new thing. Well, there are parts of the world where, where, mm-hmm. where it's, it's more common. Um, uh, certain, certain, you know, countries or, or parts of the world, they, they sell more of like a shell type of approach. And, and really like when you buy a condo, your the expectation is that, you know, you're bringing your, your, your builder in to, to finish it off. And to a degree that was, that formulated part of our thinking, but that, you know, we weren't quite prepared to go that far, right? We, we still wanted somebody to be able to walk in and, and have all of the things that they must have. Right. You know, I mean, I, we're all about our kitchens. I wasn't about to, you know, build condos with no kitchens. I mean, what fun would that be? So, you know, we, we, uh, you know, there was a lot of different influences, right? This idea that you might be able to, to, to sort of finish it the way you want, but of course we need to be able to build it and do it in a way that has some streamlining, uh, some streamlining, you know, built into it. So the options, although flexible and, and varied are, are also thoughtfully done in a way that we can execute at the level that our customers are going to expect us to do. And, and is this, so in terms of process, like I'm just thinking you walk into the display center, um, you think, okay, I, I love this idea. Um, I'm sold on, on format. Like is the process then, you know, Cressy's the builder, but you sit down with somebody from St. Marie to talk through options or is, how, how does that process look from, from kind of uh, putting pen to paper and, and getting to the finished product? Well, we've, we developed some really great rendering um, and tools and some, some short videos to explain the concept. And, and like everything, when you, when you put this into this, you know, you, you know, your idea is like a funnel, right? You know, some of the ideas start super, super broad and, 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 and you do have to funnel them down a little bit into something that is, is executable. And so when you, when, we, when people come into our PC, um, although it, it's maybe a little harder to wrap your head around, you know, in conversation, it is actually quite a smooth process. So you're going to, you're going to pick your floor plan. You're going to say, this is how much space I need. This is where I want to be. These are my price points. This is, you know, views important or not important. And, you know, all the regular buying decisions. Right. And from there, you're going to be given the opportunity to look at a series of, of closet configurations and sizes. And they could go, they could go against this wall. You know, if, if you have a king bed and the, the extra space is really important to you, and then maybe you arrange them this way or, or, um, you know, maybe you're somebody that has a, you know, a 150 pairs of shoes and you need, you need mm-hmm. all shoe shelving and, and, and that kind of thing. Or, or I don't, I don't want the dining table. I, you know, I, I eat out every night. I need, I really need extra storage for X, Y, and Z. And so you're, it'll guide your options for say your, your, um, 
your decision on the island type or um, you might, uh, you know, want your one bedroom to live a little bit more like a studio because you really mm-hmm. love the wide open space, in which case you might elect to leave it wide open. The, the choices are streamlined and put forward in a way that it makes the decisions um, quite easy and understandable. And uh, we're about to launch our website and the website's got a whole bunch of functionality built into it where this becomes really obvious on each individual floor plan, what those choices are and how you have the ability to, to, uh, to influence the design of it. And, and, you know, not, not to talk too much about, you know, starting prices or anything like that, but, but more uh, from the perspective of just where we're at with affordability in Vancouver, my, my thought was, when I first heard about this, was this allowed for kind of a, potentially somebody to get into the market, um, you know, without, uh, you know, every new development, I guess, backing up a little bit, every new development over the last four or five years is kind of the best finishes. It's it's like one-upping, uh, you know, project after project. This strikes me as something where potentially uh, my thought was you could get in a little bit cheaper. But actually, by the sounds of it, though, the kind of a la carte function of it, this it at least seems like it puts more on your guys' plate in terms of getting this building completed right is that am i am i understanding that right or is there is there a kind of a, an affordability component uh in in this so the 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 motivation or the the um the opportunity rather from an affordability perspective in what we're doing in, in a nuts and bolts sense is that we've taken a whole bunch of um of um, components of the building and sort of and sort of prepackage them, if you will. Uh, a la carte was the word you use, and that's not wrong. And in doing that, my intention is to take some of those things off of what we call a critical path, right? So these are these become more like furniture pieces that can happen off of the the primary uh, work schedule. And, and so where that opens up an opportunity for us is, is in the timing of the project and being able to deliver it with a little more certainty on our schedule. And of course, schedule is super important to us and does impact costs and does allow us uh, in our modeling to to offer a little better value. And, you know, with there being the opportunity to, to go with a slightly, um, you know, more open canvas or less, you know, less room dividers and all these types of things, there are some potential cost savings for sure. Um, and and those, again, so that does open it up a little bit as far as uh, the affordability uh, perspective. But, you know, we, we still need to deliver. We, st- we are still in Vancouver. Finishes are still, you know, generally speaking, a fairly small component of putting a building together. So it doesn't, it's not moving the needle in, 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 in orders of magnitude, but certainly what you are able to get is a super unique product that's really sexy that you had some influence over and you're not having to pay, you're certainly not having to pay uh, a premium over the competition to do that. Right, right. Makes sense. So um, maybe, Jason, can you talk a little bit about why you're excited about the location? Well, yeah. I mean, we all you, you know, all you need to do is kind of look what's, what's been happening now in Kingsway, right? I mean, we, we've seen the emergence of, of Main Street in such a massive way. I mean, Main Kingsway, and then all of a sudden it was Fraser Street. And now we're hearing about night as being kind of the next, and, and it's kind of closing in from both sides, frankly. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen so much development out at the other end of Kingsway. Um, East Vancouver, generally speaking, is, is just been, it's been the hottest market, um, single family, multifamily. It's been very, very hot. I mean, our particular location is, is very central, uh, you know, to anybody who's got, um, you know, uh, you know, commuting, 
uh, is part of their day-to-day, whether they're going east to, say, Metrotown, Burnaby, uh, whether they're going south towards the, the airport or Richmond, or, of course, you know, the, the 10-minute bus ride into downtown is, is pretty easy, too. So there's, there's, there's that centrality to it that's awesome. And it also connects really quite quite directly to the little community at, at um, we call Cedar Cottage, which is kind of, you know, commercial street where, you know, Victoria Diversion meets Commercial Drive. Uh, and we've done a few projects in there, and we just love that neighborhood. And although this is a Kingsway address, it's actually as, as a as a bird flies. It's like it's right there. And so we intentionally put our presentation center right in that little that little strip on Commercial Street there, um, because that that little neighborhood is is really what it's all about uh, as far as this site and and connecting it to that neighborhood was important to us. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's 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 just been so much focus on on East Vancouver and people people love to, to entertain there and, and, and live there. And it's been, uh, it's been a great market and, and the response we're getting to the location and to the concept so far has been totally awesome. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool because you have, like you said, like your sort of front doors, super connected via Kingsway, you know, Knight street, everything's kind of like very connected, but then your, your back door is that kind of super, beautiful calm kind of quaint and in, in a and in, in really kind of like community-based cedar cottage neighborhood mm-hmm. right and and for all the stuff that that we do for like the <clears throat> on the independent retail and and restaurant side that that's like one of the most exciting neighborhoods it's so interesting and there's like really cool grassroots um, retailers and vendors and restaurateurs that are all sort of popping up around there. And I think, you know, you try to catch it on the up, on the upswing and what's happening is like the, the kind of interesting fabric, um, you know, vendors and community things that are happening around there are probably, you know, it's, it's kind of like what Mount Pleasant was, you know, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. It's really starting to move move that in that direction, and you know, like the farmers markets, Trout Lake Farmers Market, all that stuff is really cool. So it's a great neighborhood. Maybe switching gears a little bit, um, one thing that uh, strikes me in terms of of kind of the experiential and and you know, moving from hospitality to real estate and uh, is and and conceiving or conceptualizing of this project say sometime in 2019 pre-covid like we've heard so much about how uh buying habits are either changing or are going to change because of covid i'm just wondering from a a kind of living through the last six eight months um of how the world seems to have flipped on its head like do you see has that factored into to the way you guys are uh approaching this project or or how are are you guys thinking that buying habits are actually changing the way some people predicted or what are your thoughts on uh, from that perspective and and is one of the a la carte options uh, a home office or a zoom room (laughs) a zoom room (laughs) yeah i mean i i think we got lucky uh in that sense we were tracking all of the, the the trends in that direction which were you know sort of you know, co-working or work from home, it was already on an, on an upswing. Obviously COVID's like accelerated that, um, <clears throat> beyond our wildest imagination. Um, but in terms of how we've programmed these amenities, all that stuff was really deeply layered in there. And we've made this kind of really cool connection between like the, you know, CRU to our lobby and, <clears throat> and then really great useful, um, 
workshop space, co-work space. I mean, our whole lobby is kind of, you know, the closest analog is like, I guess, a boutique hotel in the sense that it's it's both a great place to sort of uh, lounge, but it's also con- conducive to to working and small gatherings. And and so I think we sort of, you know, we were planning all that, and we we were all as a group, we were all sort of drilling down on the fact that the data was telling us that that you know that stuff's not going away and it's going to continue to be relevant. But <laughs> but I, I think to our credit, we had fully embraced it. And had really, we're just sort of marching in that direction with blind confidence, regardless. And I think these circumstances have kind of just reinforced that we made a, a good decision on how to program all that amenity and, and embrace that kind of, you know, boutique hotel ethos in that in that lobby space. Yeah, and and and, and to, just to add to that, you know, I mean, the, what has it really done? Is it, you know, people are spending a little more time at home, um, which means you know. <laughs> Having spaces that are comfortable, having spaces that are that are spacious enough that that you don't feel, um, you know, you don't feel the need to 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 have to leave it just to get a some breathing room. So you know, even though we're 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 um, we're you know we're certainly aiming for some great value here, none of the spaces are micro by any stretch of the imagination, right? They're intended to actually be more spacious because uh, the goal here was 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 just this sort of like almost gallery style feeling of, mm-hmm. of, of a, even a one bedroom home where if you kept it wide open with the you know, polished concrete floors and, you know, this sort of um, minimalistic sort of look, which is an option that someone could pursue that it actually feels really big and comfortable. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe it was a bit lucky and, and, you know, certainly not being right, you know, call it say like downtown or Yale town, like something that's, that's really dense to begin with. Um, you know, I think that, that, that also we have that going for us. You know, mm-hmm. I do think that there seems to be a, an increased heightened focus outside of the actual core, um, in, in in part because of some of the the you know the consequences of of the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. In in kind of as a f- kind of final thought on that, we're always and I think Jason, we've had you make predictions on the show before. Uh, not so much predictions, but the last, I think the last quarter, the last two quarters, um, say May, May and uh, on through September here has, has kind of surprised a lot of people in terms of how, of market activity and how busy the market is. And it, my understanding is the, the, the new construction markets heating up as well. I, I, has this surprised you? Like, I think September's on pace to be the busiest month since 2015 or 2016. Has, has this surprised you? And, and what's, what's in store in your guys' minds for the next six months, year uh, in terms of the market here? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it surprised everybody. Um, but that's what this market's been doing consistently now for a very, very long time is continue to just sort of defy expectations. So in some ways it surprised everybody, but it shouldn't have been a surprise. Um, the, the reality is, is nobody leaves this marketplace. I mean, I mean, people do, I mean, I don't mean literally nobody, but, but it very few people leave the marketplace. So even when we have an issue like this, you know, you still have people having changes in their lifestyle, having changes in their, you know, the marital status or the kids. So a lot of what we've been seeing over this past you know months are people just, you know, we did have a bit of an off year in 2019, no question. A lot of people sat around and, 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 mm-hmm. and debated whether or not it was the right time to make a move. Um, is there an element to people trying to be opportunistic and, and maybe just getting frustrated with having not 
you know, been sitting on the sidelines and maybe waiting for something to move yeah, for sure. And I think that's a lot of what's driven it. But I, I do think that, you know, with good fundamentals and projects conceived for, you know, you know, a more local audience, I think where we'll struggle or, you know, we've certainly seen a, an abundance of projects here that were not designed for a local audience. I, I think those projects will struggle. Um, but the local audience is here and, and whether that local person lives here now or is going to be one of the people who will continue to move here, um, uh, you know, well-designed, well-conceived projects for, 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 you know, local people will continue to, to, uh, have success uh, at, at varied, you know, paces. There's, there's going to be some ebbs and flows. There's no question, but, uh, you know, as you, as you smooth that line over, over several years, um, you know, I, I see it being a, a really steady, predictable, environment that we're going to have here right on well we have this uh segment and i i don't know jason if you've done it uh i think I, we have had jason on oh, before. okay uh the five wire five quick questions uh maybe about your lived experience in vancouver but also <laughs> a little bit about yourself uh can you guys stick around for that sure sure okay uh maybe we'll uh we'll go jason and then uh to craig but uh first of all favorite neighborhood in vancouver Vancouver proper? Metro oh, Vancouver, Metro Vancouver. We'll, you we'll can, go Metro Vancouver yeah. just to keep it interesting. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm a little biased here because I'm a North End guy, uh, and, but I, so I'm going to go Lower Lonsdale, and it's, it's, it's it twofold, and I know it's supposed to be quick. One is because it really is uh, an amazing little um, uh, neighborhood of all these new restaurants and good density, but I think it's Two is, is more just the, the degree to which it has transformed in such a short time. It is now, I think, one of the coolest places to live. And so that's, I'm going I'm to go with Lower Lonsdale. That's a great yeah. answer. Craig? Of course. I mean, <clears throat> I, I live on the North Shore as well, but I live near Deep Cove, and that's what I was going to say. But now Jason's kind of <laughs> stole <my friend laughs> I thought you were going to say Cedar Cottage. <laughs> this is the problem with the two-person like, five-wire. I do like Cedar Cottage. I do like Cedar Cottage. Actually, you know what? I'm, I am really keen on Cedar Cottage and commercial drive these days. I have a small uh, restaurant grocery at the, at the north end of commercial. And actually right next door to our PC for format is... Uh, is a bakery that I own some equity in called Flowerist. And so I've been sort of really keen on that neighborhood for a while. And I used to, I used to live there right before I moved to, uh, to Deep Cove. <clears throat> so yeah, I would say commercial drive Cedar cottage right now for me is very exciting. Cool, really cool restaurants going up there. Definitely has that sensibility of like that kind of old world authentic shops are still hanging on. Um, I still feel it's like, vibrant and, and and quite safe and uh i think it's weathering the sort of covid uh storm quite well whereas like you know east side gas town uh chinatown are just getting really hurt by by this which is sad but um i'm really keen on that that neighborhood right now and just out of curiosity the grocer on, on in north commercial did you say a grocery yeah a little little grocery cafe called latana okay Nice. Uh, favorite bar or restaurant? <laughs> oh man, I mean, I got a restaurant tour on the phone with me. Yeah. <laughs> put me in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> you know, uh, I love I love Italian food, and uh, being in again, I'm going to go to the North Shore here because you know, I'm, I, there's a, there's a restaurant in West Vancouver called Mangiabeve. Um, I, I love going there and it's, uh, it's a little bit old world in, in terms of the, the kind of service you get there, 
Uh, and the food's fantastic. Love going to that spot. I don't, I don't think we've ever had a, a developer not come up with an Italian food restaurant uh, <laughs> in almost five years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have been to some of Craig's restaurants too, and they are fantastic. I just don't frequent them as much because uh, you know I, I, I tend to stick to the North Shore probably more so than venturing out. Right. Well, I can't. I can't wait for your answer on this as well, Craig. What's your favorite bar or restaurant? And feel free to mention one of your yeah, own. <laughs> plugs, plugs fully allowed. <laughs> mm, tough call. Okay. <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, I do. I own co-own Savio Volpe in, in uh, Pepino's Spaghetti House down on Commercial Drive as well. And uh, I don't know. I mean, like Savio is is. I mean, I, it's a, I, I actually probably go to Pepino's more. And I'm really hoping that that the thing with that is a small place. When we took that over, we were like, hey this place is great. It's like, it's like, you know, rat pack style. There isn't, there isn't a window in the place. Right. It's dark. You drink there, you, you eat too much. It's like a kind of debaucherous place. And, uh, uh, it's awesome is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so I'll go, I'll go with Pepino's and, and, uh, I really love what's going on down there. The team right, right, da- right now down there is killing it. So I'll give them, I'll give them the shout out. That's uh we we've spent many a nights at Pepino's. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good place to be. Yeah. Um, what is one book that you recommend that our listeners uh, read? Oh, this might be uh, at the risk of it being a bit cliche. Um, a book that I that I read that I think I probably pulled more things from is is Jobs. Um, it's it's the uh, obviously it's the autobiography of Steve Jobs. It's the one that he uh, had commissioned. It's uh, uh, for anybody who hasn't read it. I mean, he is a weird and wacky guy, but some of some of his, his weird and wackiness um, was absolute brilliance. And I uh, I take a lot from that, just particularly around his obsession with product and execution and 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 user experience, packaging. I mean, it's a totally different industry than what we're in, but a lot of the principles um, are relevant to what we do. And so uh, I, that's one that for me, I would say if you're in business and you haven't read it, read it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And Craig? Uh, well, I think that the book that I always go back to, um, it's, kind of, it's a business book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Right. And um, the reason why I think that the best thing about that is that it's it, it's probably not dissimilar to how we've been talking about this project. It's about uh, defining, you know, what you can excel at. And the way he says it is what you can be the best in the world at and then rallying uh, around that that principle. And um, and, and that's not about like. Uh, just making a blind decision about it. So it's about like sort of looking inward and saying, can we be the best at this? And I think that that idea of embracing uh, a niche, whether that's like through what your, your brand does or, or on a per project basis, I think that's been, we're pretty dogmatic about that here is, is trying to own what you can truly excel at and then pursuing it uh, completely. And I think that's how you get, uh, a degree of excellence and uniqueness that uh, that helps you do something exceptional rather than trying to you know keep up with the Joneses or compare yourself from from one person to the next just uh, Jason said that essentially at the top of the call that 
it's something that you guys strive to do. And I think that's kind of emblematic of this project. It's, you know, the group made the decision and sort of going after it. And, uh, I think it's, I think that kind of work is the most exciting. Oh, great answer. Uh, one piece of advice you would give your 18-year-old self, and then there's only one more after this, guys, and we'll let you go. We know you're busy. Oh. Uh, a piece of advice I would give my 18-year-old self. It's, you know what? That's actually an easy answer. I would tell myself, you're not going to know a freaking thing until you're in your mid-30s, so don't pretend to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen to everybody. Learn as much as you can. Uh, take nothing for granted. Um, be a sponge because – it's not until you start to get into your forties that you realize that, man, I, I, I don't still really know much. Uh, and you know, I, I certainly knew nothing when I was in my twenties, you know, like, you know, you, you think you're grown up, but, uh, the world's got a lot of variables and, uh, that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's the advice I'd give myself. And Craig. Yeah. Why doesn't anyone tell us that? Tell me that. <laughs> or we probably just don't listen. I feel like, yeah, I feel I like somebody told yeah, me that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would just say per, be persistent. And I think, I think I, I kind of ended up learning that along the way, but, um, at the time I, I was, you know, thought that, you know, success was, it can, you know, you sort of, it can happen quick. And, uh, and then you, you know, if you've had any degree of success, you quickly realize that, uh, even if, even if you are successful, that nothing matters more than continuing to strive and reinvent and persist. And so I think that's what I would say is just keep, I, I try to, I, I try to tell my daughter that just, you know, don't worry if you get it, get it right or win or succeed, just, just as long as you can learn how to persist. Right. That's a great answer. And, and last but not least, what is something that you've bought in the last year or two for under a thousand dollars that's uh, positively impacted your life? I think I know what I said to you last time, and it was probably anything for my wife. It's probably what I told I you. Think that, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's um, coming back to me. <laughs> uh, can I say the same thing again? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. If you're still, uh, you're you know, still yeah, making happy, your wife happy, happy, happy wife, happy life. Um, <laughs> anything for under a thousand dollars? Let's think about that. Uh, we. <laughs> We got into doing a bunch of camping this 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 summer and made the decision that you know having a little uh, RV trailer was 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 going to be fun. We you know and it, and it really was. And uh, so just some of the simple little little camping tools that I bought and that, you know I mean I'm a I'm a guy I like toys and so so some of the stuff that we bought for this summer and we had some, you know great memories you know, building fires and camping with the kids. So we'll we'll go with some camping stuff with to to answer that that question differently this time that's that's totally a 2020 answer i feel like but uh yeah. but a good one a good one <laughs> and craig uh <clears throat> i think i will go with i bought a, re a record player <laughs> and that's been fun i mean you're stuck in your house all the time you've got a you can only watch so much netflix or whatever so i've been trying to get back into slowing things down listening to some vinyl and i don't know finding new new music Right on. Uh, you could pull your your uh, your listeners here about who's cooler at the end of the show. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, 
If there was any doubt before that answer, I think Craig just sealed the deal. I was lucky because I got to go second. <laughs> I get to stall here. Yeah, I, mean, I got put on the spot. <laughs> oh man! Well, well, thanks so much for taking the time. So, can it, maybe uh, Jason, like, how can people find out more about uh, not only Cressy but Format? Uh, certainly, the website uh, is available now for registration and get your registration in there to, to sort of get uh, all the updates. Uh, we're getting real close to having our little. Uh, my presentation center up and running, which is, as Craig mentioned, right next to the flower. It's on Commercial Street. So uh, we'll be doing some appointment viewings there in the near future. Uh, but formatbycressy.com is um, at Google that, formatbycressy. Uh, jump on the website. Um, it's about to go fully live here shortly with all of the uh, interactive features. But uh, uh, get on there and register and uh, get all the information. Right on. And you, Craig, uh, what's, how can people find out more about what you're doing in St. Marie? Uh, you can, you can check us out on our website, Instagram, uh, and, you know, just, uh, basically that, that's it. And we're, we'll pop up from time to time, you know, these kind of things. You're not going to give your uh, cell number out, Craig? Or you don't <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I'll just give you my pager. <laughs> uh, no. Also, don't forget, you can you you can check out our restaurant spaces, Savio Volpe, Pepino's, and Latana. We're, 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 we're in big support of those restaurants yeah, over here. <laughs> big fans, that's for sure. Well, uh, well, thanks so much, guys, for your time. That was a, a really interesting conversation. And, uh, yeah, format sounds like really kind of breaking the mold here in an interesting way so exciting exciting stuff well come on in and check us out guys i'll I'll walk you through uh personally it'd be my pleasure and uh, thanks for having us So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Craig Stangetta and Jason Turcott. Really enjoyed that conversation with Jason and Craig, Matt. Um, great guys. Great having them on the program. Would have loved to have had them in studio, but we'll have to do that next time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was – I feel like it, more so – often we can point to like this is what was interesting about uh, our conversations on the podcast. Right. There's like a main takeaway. There was a main takeaway. In in this case, I, I, I was thinking about it, and it's hard to really put your finger on – like there's interesting stuff about the market. I think format is something that's totally new and unique. Yep. Uh, but it, it had to do more with kind of just that you get the sense that these guys are really uh, immersed in the city and, and kind of really progressive, like really pushing the city forward. Um, totally. Whether it's from the you know the development of something like format or the restaurants or just looking at you know Knight and Kingsway the way that Craig was talking about Knight and Kingsway sure. that area North Commercial like it's just these finger on the pulse. Well, also I mean they're both catering to like it's it's they're both doing very tricky things like from a design perspective like especially when it comes to restaurants in a city, right? Like you have to come up with something that from a design perspective that everyone is going, everybody who is like foodie, sophisticated taste in like restaurant or like going out and dining thinks is cool. That's yeah. a tough ask. Well, it's something that a, yeah, a lot of people don't even know is cool. Like you're, you gotta be way ahead of it, right? Yeah. People don't even understand that it's yeah. cool yet. You don't uh, like it at the beginning of the meal and by the end you're like, this place is amazing. Yeah. And, th- and that's the thing. And then the I- other interesting thing, and I think this is such a Vancouver, this may be not, but it feels like 
peak Vancouver type stuff is that guys that are involved in designing the hippest restaurants are now moving to residential real estate as well. Sure. Uh, and, and, but the, who they, better than with Cressy to do that? No with? kidding. Well, Cressy and the, and the kind of the experiential stuff that they're talking about, like it makes sense, but you don't hear that very often. It's very, very progressive. It's, it's really exciting. And, uh, I'm glad we got to have these guys on the program. What else do we got before we cut for the week? What else do we have? Well, we're we've the fall market is here. I think we're on pace to have a very very busy September. Yes, and we have the Sellers Club. The Sellers Club, Matt, is where you can get the best resources if you are considering selling your property for the top dollar in the shortest amount of time. That's what we do here at the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. We create these resources. It's actually actionable plans to help you sell your property. And if you are thinking about listing in the fall market, you should get in touch because we can help you with that as well. Absolutely. These are step-by-step plans to get you top dollar. It's that simple, written by guys that know what they're doing. The other thing we have, Adam, is VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Head over to VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. That is where you can sign up for all things related to Vancouver real estate. The Livewire, our weekly mailer, we got deal of the month. We got stats going out before anyone else, stats that you're not going to get from the real estate board. We also have private client services. And Matt, if you are not using PCS, you are standing still while the rest of us power walk by. You get sold prices, you get days on market, you basically get realtor level information at your fingertips. It's free. It's the best way to look for real estate in Vancouver, and it's available on our site, VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Absolutely. If you want to talk about that or anything else, except getting a reservation at one of those restaurants, because I can't help, 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And if you want to talk about leaving the gun and taking the cannoli, it's 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. We also got that secret line, info at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Every time Secret thinks he's out, we pull him back in. Take care, guys. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. We want to take a minute to tell you about Holy House, a nonprofit organization that provides community building programs and tenant support services to low-income seniors, veterans, families, and vulnerable residents in the downtown east side and across the lower mainland. Melissa from our team has been volunteering at Holy House. Melissa, what's been your experience? Honestly, it's been so fulfilling just to spend a few hours a week in the community and watch how the staff really transforms these vulnerable communities from the inside out, starting with just small things, right? Playing games, drinking coffee, having some simple conversations that you wouldn't necessarily think are super fulfilling. And you come out just feeling like you've really made an impact and connected with the community. And you've been to multiple buildings, but you're playing games, drinking coffee. Yeah. You know, serving food sometimes. And you made some friends along the way. I've made some friends along the way. It's really helped me be more present, actually, in those moments of just, you know, realizing how simple 
life can be to make an impact, right? Fantastic. And if you want to learn more, you can definitely check out Jenny Conkin, co-founder of Holy House, who is a past guest fan favorite on the show, or head over to holyhouse.ca where you can donate or volunteer. And they're looking for both donations and they definitely like volunteers. That's holyhouse.ca. Vancouver needs your help. Be part of the solution. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join typing in VRP 2020. 